Hey, how is my YC crew this long holiday weekend? Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you all. That is, if you're watching it first time around, and it is Thanksgiving weekend 2022. Hope all of you have traveled safe, visited safe, and pushed away from the table in time before stomach explosion. Hey, since we are entering the quiet season for a large majority of us, uh, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, when it comes to landscaping projects, it is time for the season of planning, visualizing, and much more important, gaining the necessary education to do it yourself. Hey, let's get right into it, shall we? I'm glad you're here. So like the title suggests, random, if we looked at this adjective, it is defined as made or done or happening without conscious decision or unfamiliar or unspecified. That's kind of the funk and wagnall definition of it. You know, I hear over and over again on the social media platforms about residential landscapes should follow in the footsteps of the native flora in the area. But if you research many of the locals, local flora that is, you often see how random becomes the priority in their way of life, in propagation and proliferation. That is because that is how native species thrive, expand, and exist through the eons that they've been on this planet. If you look at some more popular channels on YouTube and even mainstream cable TV shows that involve landscape design and construction and the long-term viability and beauty, more often than not, I would say better than 90 plus percent, <laughs> often none of random exists. It does not even enter into the equation. And yet people always ooh and they ah over the finished results, whether it be a building or a landscape. Think about it a second, as it applies to many construction elements and venues, house building, cement construction, automobile design and engineering, uh, laying out city infrastructure. There is no random involved. Yet some folks subscribe to the random as a landscape design concept. Initially, that is. You know, hardly any brand new landscapes just installed. And over that honeymoon phase of the first six months, man, it almost doesn't matter what the hell you put in the ground. It's going to look good with that new mulch and smaller plants and fresh new appearance it just kind of stands out in the neighborhood, it really does. But if random was used as a design concept, the true test of the landscape will not be in that first six months. That I freaking guarantee you. It will be one to three to five years down the road, mostly one to three. That is when random, many times, many times the not falls flat on its face. The random theory becomes, uh, if you were to stand out in the street and look at it, some of the adjectives that might come to mind would be uh, haphazard, uh, messy, sloppy. Wow, that must be a lot of maintenance to keep up with. Or at a certain time down the calendar, pruning, 
sometimes heavy pruning against what those natives or the random uh, installation of the landscape those native plants calls for naturally they don't they don't want to be butchered into balls and boxes for god's sakes they're meant to spread out and wander and and wave in the breeze and you know shed their seeds and turn out as much of them as they can there has never been a landscape project that uh, i was ever involved in where random entered into the equation i considered myself a pre kind of a, a pretty well-educated professional in the industry i was not taught that way i never designed that way i never presented to a client in some random matter ever period does that mean random is wrong in construction, in design, in layout theory, yes, yes, in, in many respects. Trying to convince a layman client that, hey, I put this together because you guys kind of seem like random type of folk and you're, you know, you're, you want just anything willy-nilly out there and just let it look as natural as possible. Yeah, I came across some of those people in my career and yes, there were times where I did use some native plants, but in a very purposeful way, not random, not random. Landscape design is more involved than just squiggles on a piece of paper. It goes to a step-by-step -step process, a step-by-step -step layout that becomes literally a roadmap for an installer whether it be a DIYer or a landscape professional, it doesn't matter. I can remember taking some landscape architect drawings and providing estimates for clients over the years. But I often, and this is no, I'm not trying to bash landscape architects, I'm really not, I was never one. But I often advise the potential client of issues that were present in some of the designs as far as the design and comparing it to the site. Some of them kind of had that taking it back type of attitude, you know, like how dare you type of thing. I wasn't trying to insult anybody. You know, I did this to protect myself and educate the layman client against getting into a project and at a certain stage, then they would be discovering issues and complaints would be arising and redos would be ordered, blah, 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 blah. Arrogance on my part? No, no, I don't think so. I'll tell you a specific story here, not too long. Basically, it was solved by not approaching the project in a random manner. When I had drawings in front of me, I used a particular way to analyze the drawing, analyze the plant list, analyze what was going to go in, and then I would start step-by-stepping it all the way through until I came up with an estimate for somebody that would be profitable to me, fair to them, and fair to the project and the site as a whole. Here's an example. I did a, uh, the landscape architect was a friend of mine and he had done this design for a client and that client was referred to me for the installation. And hey, great referral, right? So when I got the design and I was looking it over, I noticed that the, my friend, the architect, put this pine tree, an Austrian pine tree, in front of the living room window. Now we're talking a small residential, densely populated, not a big yard at all, in front of the living room window and kind of some things in and around it 
that once this tree took hold and it started doing its thing, these things that would be eventually underneath it, they'd be gone. They'd, they would have just faded away. And this Austrian pine, if you look it up, you know, roughly in probably 20 plus years, you're probably talking something that it's approaching uh, 40, 50 feet tall, 40, 50 feet wide. And so I brought it up to her and I saw one of her eyebrows going up, going, what do you mean? You mean that's not going to work? I said, well, let me ask you a question. Did you and landscape architect guy, did you guys want something like that there? And she goes, no, I wanted a pine tree. It doesn't necessarily have to be there, but I don't want something that's going to get that big. I said, well, Austrian pines are very beautiful in the first 10 years. But after that, they start to get some size to them. And eventually 60 by 40 would have been literally almost two thirds of the front yard. It would have been taken over by this tree. So we adjusted a couple of, of the plant selections that were there and we ended up doing business and did a lot of business as a matter of fact. And it was very profitable for me. She was very happy with it. And eventually the architect, you know, he came in, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I should probably show a different tree, whatever. But it was not a random approach to that estimate. Had I just looked at it and went, and eh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be $500 for the job. It wasn't $500, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I just would have randomly just picked a number out of my head. No, it, it was really over the years, I've learned really step-by-step -step approach. Random approaches to various elements of landscape design or especially landscape construction can have huge negative consequences. Executing a project outside of a step-by-step -step proven process can have, especially for the DIYer, pulling their hair out and then undoing things and redoing things and more money is wasted, more frustration comes to the surface, so to speak. And then there's conflict amongst people in the home and things just get, you can see how it can kind of, you know, tornado itself into a, a nightmare. So if you, if you subscribe to taking random approaches to plant layout, irrigation layout, if you use irrigation, lighting layout, walkways, uh, patios, uh, no thank you. No thank you from this professional's point of view anyway. I just don't think it does anybody any justice. So now that we are in the time of year, you know, that allows for education, for time to assess, time to study what might work and not work as far as plants, what are your site's needs as far as an irrigation system, a soil retention, retainer walls situation, driveway material needs, the landscape functions overall, and more specifically, various landscape areas and what their function is gonna serve directly to you. We've talked about that in many other podcasts and over on the YouTube channel. You know, you might wanna check some of those out. You can see how a random approach might be really counterproductive to the overall project success. And yet I have seen it dozens of times from folks they get a wild hair after watching HGTV in March and they go, I'm redoing the front yard. And I've literally seen them walk out of their house, sometimes still in their bathrobe and say, I'm going to saw this tree down today and I'm going to do this over here. I'm going to do that over there. You know, why they have a cup of coffee in their hand. It's nice to think that, 
but don't act on it right away. It's time to look, picture, visualize, assess, and think it out while you're in your bathrobe with your coffee, but you don't act quite that quickly or that rash. There is a lot of knowledge and education that goes behind what a pro brings to your property. They have a process they're going to follow every single time with some little minor variations to suit the specific site they're at and the needs, whether it be flat, whether it be inclined, whether it be terraced, you know, there's just, there's minor adjustments. So take a page out and replicate that with your potential DIY project. Many, many of you can do this. You just don't know you can. And now you have kind of a, a way to go about it. And you have somebody that's kind of there behind you to assist you if you get stuck. Many of you, and I think anybody who's listening to this is already above and beyond the true layman. You're more of the, the educated or want to be educated homeowner that doesn't want to make huge mistakes. But many of you left to your own devices would approach it in a random pattern of tasks and plant layout and usually dated landscapes, usually based on your own personal experiences, and I mean going all the way back to childhood, and most importantly, what you have seen or that which is easy. The easiest way from point A to point B. Not necessarily the right way, not necessarily the way that's going to look good in five or ten years, just the easy way. Approaching something like this, even from a financial aspect, your budgets are going to be grounded in a random guess like, I think we can do this with X number of dollars. I'm not sure. When in reality, you have not, when in reality, you have not educated yourself in what landscape materials cost today and you are absolutely, without getting educated, gobsmacked in the face when you learn actual costs. And this is doing it yourself. This isn't hiring a pro and just turning it all over to them because you are going to double and triple the cost of your project. So, something to think about and you don't approach it in a what? in a random manner. You know, I really hope I have shed a little light on the thought process and the thought of random and how it does not always work for a DIY landscape. It certainly does not work for a professional approaching a landscape for a client and for the landscape's long-term success. The planting scheme you adopt can have uh, all the fancy curved bed lines you want, maybe boulders placed throughout the landscape, but every single thing, every single element that you do has a purpose behind it, each and every one of them. But certain principles of plant layout, despite what plants you select, you gotta have to adhere to an order of visual appeal, the plant's needs, and the maintenance needs down the road. Here's a couple of examples. Let's say your project is in the front yard and you are going to remove a huge island of your front lawn and you're going to install a big perennial flower island project. Maybe it might even be a, a raised berm area, so to speak. So if you approach it randomly, yeah, well, okay, but you have, to, you have to adhere to a few principles of plant placement and plant needs. 
like adhering to taller plants in the back or middle portion of the island, the ones that are going to be bigger and taller. And then you kind of step it down through the medium-sized ones. As you near the, the edge of the island, back to the lawn area, your smaller ones, maybe some smaller um, slow-creeping ground cover perennials, whatever they might be, you know, and remember spacing and mature size so plants do not suffer from overcrowding down the, down the years to come. Some plants, you can think it out to the point where they can be placed in such an organizational manner that will reflect complementary blooming periods and the need to group or organize those specific plants in a strategic manner. So when they come into bloom, you have your uh, contrasting colors or, or a, a big section of the island that is butterfly and hummingbird attracting, whatever it might be. But you can see how random doesn't play a real big role in it. You know, as the perennial garden matures and things kind of start to grow a little bit together and it looks nice and healthy and full, it will kind of take on to a certain extent a little bit of random, sort of speak. But you will also see the method to your madness as well. And not only that, but so will your neighbors and even your harshest critics. They'll say, hey, Jane, you thought that one out. I can tell. Remember this in irrigation layout as well for this little perennial island. You know, when, when you have certain plants, taller, shorter, smaller, how are you going to arrange your irrigation, whether it be drip or whether it be spray? Even if you don't use irrigation, you're just going to use a freaking hose. Remember that taller stuff in the back, shorter stuff in the front, that way sunlight and everything else tends to catch the plants in an appropriate manner, which is always going to benefit their health. And then make sure your plant selections, because you didn't do it totally randomly, your plant selections are complementary with like needs. They need lots of water. They need just a little bit of water. But you don't want to have thirsty dog perennial next to uh, I only need to be watered once a month perennial. I mean, that's just going to cancel one or both of them out. Last one is tree selections. And think about tree selections with a long-term consequence and exact purpose for the tree selected. What is going to be underneath there initially? And whatever you put underneath there, will it survive 10 years from now? What is the root system actually going to do and how is it going to affect the area around the tree as far as walkways, foundations, etc.? Make sure that you're not putting some October glory right next to the corner of your house because, my gosh, that's you're just asking for trouble down the road, whether it be you still there or the next owner. You can see that random plays a very minority role in a well thought out landscape. A landscape that serves all of your needs today and for many, many years to come. Oftentimes, landscapes uh, will evolve from their initial planting. And then they re-evolve with plant changes as trees grow or some plants die or even owners change. But random approaches to these new chapters in the landscape should remain ever constant as you manage each and every one of your projects, whether it's your first house or your fifth house. I don't know. I'd sure like to have your input. And there you go. What do you think? Does random play a serious role in landscape design and construction? No more than any other construction project, professional or private. I really hope the car you drive and the home you live in 
or the home that you will be buying was not built with a random thought in mind. It was done top drawer, top shelf from the very time everything started with it. Your comments are always welcome and questions as well. Yoryardcoach at gmail.com. Ask away. Hey, if you're over on the channel, which I certainly hope you are, we have a goal. Listen up, we have a goal. I would love to be able to cross over that 5,000 subscriber mark by the end of this year. What do you think? We got like 140 more to go. That would really make my year a great Christmas present if you would. So let's wrap up by saying, as always to your landscape success, which if you follow me for any length of time, does not involve random. Anyway, guys, I will see you guys next week. You take care, be safe out on the roads, be safe in the air, and be safe with each other. You guys take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.